Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. It is September 13th. We are getting closer to the end of the regular season. It is creeping up on us, and we still got a lot to do. The standings are chaotic a little bit. The playoff division races and wildcard races are still very interesting at this point. We've got all kinds of stat races to watch as we get towards the end of the season. It's going to be a very exciting three or four weeks that we have left in the regular season. Trey, how are you doing on this fine morning? I'm good. I'm good. It's a lot of exciting things going on in baseball. And uh, I mean, I think we should start with the obvious. Mike Trout is proving once again why he might be the best player in baseball. Yeah, Mike Trout is having a really good stretch right now. He's homered in seven straight games. Uh, Ever since he came off of the injured list, he's been playing really well. But this past seven games, this stretch right now is insane. And I love to see it because I, you know, us on this podcast, we really love, love Mike Trout. He is the best player in baseball. You know, other players have had really great seasons in the past couple of years. He's been injured a little bit. But he's still the best player in baseball, and he's showing us how great he is right now. Seven straight games with a home run. I love to see it. They still lost, which is like another crazy part of well, this. I mean, that's expected. Like, during this stretch, the team is, I think, 500. I'm looking at it right now. The team... Three, four, five, six, seven. All right, so loss, win, loss, loss, win. So, yeah, about 500. I know it's seven games. So that just shows, like, tell me that's not the Angels without being the Angels. Like, Mike Trout is on this historic run, and they can't even win a majority of their games. Yeah, that's definitely classic Angels. That's, That's what we expect from them. But Mike Trout is still playing really well, and that's what we love to see. Yeah, they're four and three, three and four in that seven game stretch. Not great. It's just, I mean, that sums up the entire Angels, you know, last season and this year, where they have two of the best players in baseball, and they can't get it done. I completely agree. I mean. He's amazing. I, I think we should just talk more positive about Mike Trout. He's amazing. Like, he's such – he's a once-in-a-generation type player, and he is, I mean, just seven straight home runs in set, in a week. That's, that's an insane, insane, insane kind of thing. Yeah, it really is. Um yeah, that's all we've got to say. Mike Trout is having a great stretch right now. Seven straight games with a home run. We love to see it. Hopefully he keeps it going. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he can hit 
home running's eighth straight game next time the Angels take the field. Uh, of course, we've been following home run races all season long, and they are getting down to the wire right now. So that's one of the most exciting things to look at in Major League Baseball right now. Aaron Judge currently sitting at 55 home runs. Last week after we recorded the podcast, he hit his 55th home run. So maybe that'll bring him some good luck today. But it, it, he hasn't hit one since last Wednesday. So he is chasing 61. He's at 55 right now. I still think he can get there, but it's getting close. He needs to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, Albert Pujols going for a career home run number 700. He got to 697 this past week. So he has passed Alex Rodriguez for fourth place on the all-time home run list. So that's a very exciting milestone for Albert Pujols. I think a lot of people were happy to see that happen because A-Rod's not exactly the most popular player and Albert Pujols is a very popular player. So I think a lot of people were really happy to see him reach that milestone. Yeah, I think he's going to get to 700 because I've seen a couple people bring up this point that the Cardinals really have... Well, if they clinch the division, once the Cardinals clinch the division, that they really have no playoff kind of, they can't go higher. They can't be the two seed. And then obviously, so they'll be locked in the three seed. So they should just give pool holes four to five at bats a game and just go for the record, which I think they should do. And I think with Judge, I think he's going to have to. Like he's going to have to hit like he's been doing to keep the Yankees afloat. They've, gotten their lead back to five and a half games it's gotten as low as three so they're going to need judge to be Aaron judge which he has been and he's 55 he needs six more I think there's what two three weeks left in the season so I it's going to be close it is it's going to be really close really tight race for the the single season uh home run record or you know record 61 depending on who you ask, is the single-season record uh, as Aaron Judge chases that down. It is the American League record, that is for sure. Um, but Pujol is going for 700. I think you're right. You know, he's only three away with, like, 20-some games left in the season. So I think he will get there. Um, I think it, that that one is going to be very exciting to see when it does happen. I mean, everyone knows he's, he's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. He's getting in, no doubt about it. But reaching 700 is just such a historic mark when you think that there are only three players that have ever reached that mark at this point. So seeing Albert Pujols get there, that's going to be really, really cool when it happens. And I, I do feel like it will happen. He's only three home runs away and he's been playing at a level where he can hit three home runs in 20 games. I mean, he's got three home runs in his last seven games. So I think that he will get there. Um, Last week, after the podcast and after Albert Pujols hit another home run, my dad texted me and he's asked if I thought there was anything suspicious about Pujols' chase for 700 this season. So I got to ask you too. I just want to know your Randy. thoughts. I, <laughs> I said no. The only thing is, you know, maybe he's getting some easy pitches because it's a historic milestone. And, you know, if they're playing teams that aren't really in contention, Maybe he's getting some easy pitches to hit just so he can amp those home runs up a little bit. But I don't think there's anything suspicious on his part. Uh, I completely agree. And it's not like they've not been playing teams that need to make 
the postseason. I mean, look at their recent opponents. It was what well, was the Pirates and the Nats and the Cubs and the Reds. That's why he's been able to hit home runs because he played really bad baseball teams yeah. that can't pitch. So he gets good pitches to hit. That's basically what has happened lately. So pretty simple. Yeah. He's just playing bad baseball teams. And he's playing really good baseball, which we love to see. Uh, it's going to be really, really exciting when he gets there. I saw some interesting debates yesterday on you know who, who you would rank all time between Albert Pujols and Ken Griffey Jr. And me, right off the bat, I have to go with Albert Pujols. To me, he's a top five player. Ken Griffey Jr. is fantastic, but not in the top five, not in the top ten for me. But Albert Pujols, he's a top five player of all time in my book. I would have to take him over Ken Griffey Jr. But both of them, more so Ken Griffey Jr., you have to wonder what their career would have been without injuries. Or for Albert Pujols, if he didn't just regress so badly when he joined the Angels. Because he was playing at an insane level for the first 11 years of his career. And then he joined the Angels and it just went in a downward spiral. So each of them, each of them have questions like what could have been but I would still have to say Albert Pujols over Griffey. That's hard. I think I agree with you, but it's, I think it's closer than you said. Cause I think if like, I think Ken Griffey Jr. is the most, maybe the most talented player to ever play baseball. And, and that's so fair. That, and that's, that's where it's kind of hard, but I, I will lean Pujols just because of his accomplishments. Like, I think, I think if you just like put it in a vacuum and who's the better baseball player, like at their best in their prime, I, I would go Ken Griffey Jr. That's why these debates are weird because you have to throw in accomplishments. I think pool holes with his longevity and being a World Series champion and hitting nearly 700, 700 home runs, you have to go pool holes. And they've had different impacts as well. And, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. played a more important defensive position in center field. They've had different impacts on the game. Albert Pujols is obviously one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. Ken Griffey Jr. changed the way baseball was viewed in the U.S. during the 90s. He made baseball fun. Not, you know, not that it wasn't already, but he made it more popular to a broader audience. So each of them had their own impacts on the game. Um, and they're all-time great players. So it's it's fun to debate, but at the end of the day, they're both all-time great players. We could debate all day long. Uh, all right, so those are the home run races that we're checking in on. Albert Pujols going for 700. Aaron Judge going for 61 this season. There's actually another home run race. And it's taking place in Japan. I just saw this on MLB.com this morning as I was getting ready for the podcast. There's a player in Japan named, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I'm going to try, Munitaka Murakami. He's playing over in the Nippon Professional Baseball for the Tokyo Yakult Swallows. He has 54 home runs this season. That's one home run away from tying Sadaharu O for the most home runs in a season by a Japanese-born player in Nippon Professional Baseball. So he's very close to getting that record. And of course, Sadaharu O is a legend in Japan. He has, I think, over 800 home runs in his career. So even more than Barry Bonds hit in Major League Baseball. 
if Murakami can reach 55 home runs this season, that would be a big record in Japan. So home run races going on everywhere. Yeah, that's cool to see. Uh, I wonder, I'm assuming he'll play in the World Baseball Classic, so we'll see how he does. I would hope so. That would be exciting. All right. Let's look uh, quickly at some races. Uh, the wild card is sort of shaken up. The the team that I guess quote unquote is on the bubble is now Tampa, who's struggled of late. They're only a half game behind Seattle and uh, Toronto for those top two spots, but they have a five and a half game lead over over the Orioles, who have sort of regressed a little bit. Um, so it it looks like that's going to stay pat for now is my guess um, in terms of unless the Orioles can make a big run late. And then San Diego has a two-game lead over Milwaukee, so we'll see how that shakes out. Um, Yankees, like I mentioned, extended their lead. The Braves did at one point take the lead in the NL East, but now have gone back um, one and a half games behind the Mets. And uh, Cleveland has extended their lead to three games. And so it looks like, all the races, there's not real, you know, it looks like instead of tightening up like it was last time we talked, it, it, it is, it is kind of blown up a little bit. Yeah. The, um, you know, I know we spent a lot of time last week talking about the NL East race and it's still very close. Only a game and a half separated between the, uh, the Mets and the Braves, but it's, it's going to be tough for the Braves to, uh, to catch them again you know last week they were in first place they were tied and then later in the week the Braves actually had sole possession of first place but it's going to be tough for them to catch the Mets again because the Mets I think I saw have the easiest remaining schedule in all of Major League Baseball and the Braves are somewhere right in the middle they have like the 12th easiest remaining schedule so that's going to make it difficult just because the Mets are playing easy teams and they're going to win a lot of games that way. So it's going to be difficult for the Braves to catch up to them again. Still only a game and a half. They do play each other again, so maybe they'll catch them during that series. But I think it's going to be t- going to be hard for the, the Braves to reclaim first place and they might have to settle for the wild card this year. But that does really look like the uh, the only division race that is going to be close. You know, the White Sox, three games behind Cleveland. I don't see them making up that ground. I don't think they're going to catch them. The American League East race, I think the Yankees are going to hold on to it. You know, Tampa Bay looks like they might make a run at it, but now Toronto's in second place. Yeah. I think the Yankees are going to hold on. As we record on Tuesday, you know, the Yankees had their offense woke up against uh, Tampa this past weekend. Sunday, they were incredible offensively, and now they enter a series with Boston. So we'll see what happens there. I think um, the Yankees should be able to control that series against a Boston team that is really, you know, out of it. So I I think I think they will, you know. So I, I definitely think you know, the only race I see shaking up is the wild card, like positioning wise in terms of between who's going to be that, you know, who's going to play each other and who's going to play the third division winner between Toronto, uh, Tampa and uh, Seattle. 
Yeah. Yeah, that could be the only thing that shakes up in the American League side. Uh, National League wild card. The Brewers are still two games out behind San Diego, so it's possible that they could come back. They could catch San Diego for that third wild card spot. I still don't see that happening. I see the the teams that are in the postseason staying there, and uh, I don't think that the wild card teams are going to change at all in the National League. Unfortunately, the Baltimore Orioles are five and a half games out of a wild card spot right now. So I think we may have to give up on them for the season. You know, it was a nice run. Better than expected for the Orioles. And I think that they have a lot of things to look forward to in the next coming years. They're going to have the best catcher in baseball. Their infield might be ridiculous with throwing Gunnar Gunnar Henderson. I almost said Gunnar Nelson for some reason. Gunnar Henderson and, you know, all the prospects they have. I think... I think the O's are going to be in really good shape. I mean, Russman is insane at catcher. Uh, I mean, he might be the best prospect we've had at catcher, what, since Posey? Like, he's that good. Yeah. I think he's that good. And um, so I, I think the Orioles are, are well-positioned, I think. And in the coming years, it's going to be, uh, you know, as someone who's only gone to O's games as, a, you know, a professional team, I think that's going to be a fun place to – it's going to be a fun team to watch over the next – next couple of years yeah definitely you know and and that's and folks people ask like the o's who traded mancini and, and did all the trade the deadline it's it's literally because of this like they knew they weren't going to win uh you know i i think if they had trade mancini they might have been like two games behind like i don't think they would have made the wild card so they they stuck to their plan and that's why they traded trey mancini and and a couple other players because they knew they weren't going to win this year, and so they they stuck with their plan because I do think they exceeded expectations. I mean, they went over their win total, which we're getting close to seeing who who did better uh, in our total win totals. It's going to be interesting to see how it breaks down. Um, maybe the White Sox can make a big comeback, and I'll be right about them. But um, it uh, I I just think I really like what the Orioles are doing. I think they're going to be really good over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I, you know, we talked about it at the deadline, whether they should try to make moves to, to, you know, bolster the team and make a run at the postseason, but they didn't. And I, we both agreed that was the right decision. They had to, you know, stick with the plan and try to win next year and in the years after. And I think that's what they're going to do. All right, so we've talked about the home run races between uh, Albert Pujols and Mike, or Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. We talked about Mike Trout hitting home run in seven straight games. Another pretty impressive streak in Major League Baseball comes from the Houston Astros and Framber Valdez, who just threw his twenty fourth straight quality start last night. Probably cheating. I don't know. I don't know, but 24 straight quality starts. That ties Jacob DeGrom's single-season MLB record, which he set back in 2018. DeGrom actually pitched two more quality starts to begin the 2019 season, which ties Bob Gibson for the all-time record of most consecutive quality starts. Fremer Valdez could reach that record within this season. And of course, a quality start is when a pitcher goes at least six innings and gives up three or fewer runs. That's really impressive that he's 
done that 24 straight times this season. You've got to consider him for American League Cy Young, but then you look at all the stats and the seasons that everyone's having, and it's probably his teammate, Justin Verlander, who's the front runner for American League Cy Young Award. So that's going to be a really interesting award race to watch this year, but 24 straight consecutive or 24 straight quality starts by Framber Valdez. And he's still got a couple more starts this season. He could reach 26. That is just the epitome of reliability from a pitcher. And that's what you want. So he's been really, really good for Houston this season. Yeah. And obviously Verlander has been, before he got hurt was probably the Cy Young favorite. We'll see what happens now that he got hurt. So, and if he can come back for the postseason, which kind of sucks, uh, I know we didn't touch on it that much. Um, but you know, Houston just seems to find these dudes, and you know, whether it was Cole and you know, obviously Verlander and Lance McCullers. So, I'm not shocked by this, and. You know, it makes Houston, I want to say the favorite in the American League. Like, the Yankees have been so inconsistent in the last two months that it's kind of hard to say the Yankees. So, I, I, I lean Houston as the favorite. Um, But it, it definitely is just impressive what this guy's doing, especially in this kind of modern baseball where pitchers aren't staying out as long. And offense is better it's just it's it is impressive to see yeah definitely is it's definitely going to be a uh another player to watch as he makes his last couple starts of the regular season gonna keep an eye on him a lot of players to keep an eye on mike trout as he goes for his eighth straight game with a home run of course as we mentioned so many times albert pujols and aaron judge going for their home run milestones a lot of players to keep an eye on over the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, connect with us there. Give us your thoughts on the end of the season at Trey Lyle VT at Mackins of the News, or connect with us personally. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. Make sure you leave that five-star review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area podcast thanks for listening to the foul ball area podcast make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out